And a late offload as well to Destiny Brill. It's opened up for her again. Preston and Johnston shut her down. No, they don't. The pass back Maddock to Broughton. Gail Broughton for the line. What a try. She's in for a second. And the lead-up works spectacular from Brisbane. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show. Phil Buzz Rothfield joins us again on the eve of another final series. But first, we've got two games to complete the home and away season later on today. Buzz, good morning. You must be pumped for the finals, mate. I really am, Raymond. Good morning, Bulldog. Um, yeah, I think um, I read a story in the, the other paper this morning. Just see the crowds this year, guys. They've broken an all-time record for number of people through the turnstiles. Wow. I think there's four clubs, and, Buzz. I don't have them in front of me. There's four clubs, Manly, Melbourne, Penrith and the Roosters, I think, who have set individual crowd records this year. I reckon, Bulldog, too, there would be more sellout because Cronulla sells out. You know, I jumped online on Monday. I had to try and buy a couple of tickets for a mate of mine to, to go to um, Shark Park this afternoon for Canberra. It was sold out Monday. Incredible. What do you think about Isn't this? It, um, but, sorry, mate. Sorry, Buzz. I was going to say, what do you think about the fact that um, these big stadiums aren't being used in the final, yet Shark Park only holds, say, 12,000, 13,000? Yeah. Look, Cronulla deserve a home final. They've worked their butts off all yeah, year yeah. To, to, to get that. Where do you sit in the whole thing? There's a guy at the Roosters, he's an historian, a guy called Alan Katzman, and, you, you know, he's a, he's a Roosters fanatic and he's very closely associated with the club. And he was on Twitter yesterday saying, this game should be at Arliance, you know, to get more than 12,000 in. And you know what? He's got a very good point that... Uh, but Cronulla have finished ahead of the Roosters, so you cannot, under any circumstances, give the Roosters the home ground advantage. Now... When you're locking out as many fans as they will be, um, when the it looks like they're going to host the Roosters, as long as Cronulla win today, should they have thought about Combank or Acor, um, to, you know, to, to get as many people into a rugby league final as they can? I don't know. You know, I like Shark Park, but I don't like seeing people not being able to get to the football. We could have 20,000 fans, Buzz. Sorry? I say we could be locking out up to 20,000, 25,000 fans, but, you know, as I said, Buzz, since February, these players have worked their butts off to get this home final, and Cronulla has deserved it. Yeah, I know. And look, Cronulla home grounds a story for another day, Bulldog. They are the only club in the competition who've had absolutely not a penny from the state government for high performance centre or for ground improvements. You see Manly, that new Bob Fulton stand. There's plans to do Campbelltown. Penrith start work the end of next year. They're moving out and they've got $309 million. They all deserve it. But um, Cronulla's problem is they're privately owned and the government doesn't wish to spend money there. Mm, Big issue, though. It is, yeah. Hey, Buzz, another issue. I love your thoughts. Dino's had his opinion. Is um, Given the number of players that were arrested in the final round and a couple of the huge clashes became, particularly the, the Storm Broncos were primarily reserve graders. Should the NRL look at an AFL-style week off going into the finals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you guys here because I really, really enjoyed the Broncos-Storm game. It was a game. great game, yeah. It was a great game, to be fair, yeah. And for 
see that young fella Falaga mm. Falaga at, uh, in the 14 jersey for Storm to see Tristan Saylor was really really exciting and I'll tell you what that game did it gave me confidence that we can expand to an 18 team I've been one who worried about the depth but it's a matter of sharing the players round Bulldog isn't it yeah, certainly right, Buzz. You know, I said on the well, show earlier, though, that I don't like the fact that all these players are being rested. It's every coach's right, and there's a big picture here, which is winning the premiership. Yeah. But I just don't think it does the integrity of the game any good when you're missing, what, 30, 40 players in one round. Yeah, look, I know what you're talking about. Every time I turn on the Broncos, I turn on to watch Reese Walsh and those other yeah. outstanding mm. players. But you know what? If Kevin Walters had played his top squad and there were a couple of hammies or injuries that would force him out of foot, we'd be all, you know, why did he play them, Bulldog? The Broncos don't need the 200000 for the minor premiership prize money. And I can understand they're looking at this big picture. And, yeah, they were going into the game, a lot of no-names and sides, but they, by full time, we'd come to learn that these Two great clubs so far ahead of the Canterbury's, the St George's, the West Tigers, with the way they develop and recruit footballers. They were exceptionally good, both sides. Mm. i tell you what I loved, uh, seeing the pre- particularly we talk about it on Father's Day, did you see when the cameras panned on Wendell Saylor? Oh, yes, yes. And, and he loved it, didn't he? <laughs> oh, my God, how proud was he? Good on him, yeah. You know, that, those two have been through a bit together in recent years, haven't they? And, you know, dog, I know I can understand what you're talking about, but I can understand that first and foremost, it's who wins in four weeks' time, not who. Uh, look, for example, who won the minor premiership seven years ago? I wouldn't have a clue. Mm. Would you? Yeah, you know, the point taken, Buzz, I, I did stress that. I, there is a big picture here, and I get it. Uh, there's no solution to the, this dilemma, but it's just, you know, no, no, if we if no we turn solution. the telly on in State of Origin buzz and there's missing 12 players, then we all jump up and down. Yeah, look, I think we've got to take out, um, you know, we've got to give Ivan Cleary a wrap here because he has, since Origin, he's done it on a sort of rotating basis, hasn't he? Yep. You know, doing and um, he played, see, I wouldn't have played Cleary yesterday. Just in case, like if he's gone and blue eye, they're stuck. But part of minds and me worked out that he needed a run with Conger in the halves. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, hey Buzz, so be- it's, yeah. It's give a take, dog. You know, it's no, a good point. Hey Buzz, before we get into your take on the finals coming up next week, really interesting piece in What's the Buzz today about Andrew Davey. He's talking about the Bulldogs and their culture and his experience there. Yeah, tell us about that, Buzz. Well, Andrew Davey, as I've explained here, is a tradesman-like, hard-working, forward, um, solid, not, you know, he, he's not a big-name player. He's not soft. He's not a winger. Left Manly last year after the Pride jersey fiasco, wanted to get a fresh start at Canterbury and said he just didn't fit in the environment there. Mm. And he's a, have you met him, Bulldog? Uh, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, he's a very, very level-headed guy. Did a carpentry trade, um, um, you know, went to Parramatta, didn't they boodle 28, but he just couldn't fit in. He didn't enjoy it. He didn't, um, you know, he wouldn't go into enormous deep. But I was trying to 
get a picture painted of what it was like behind closed walls there at the Bulldogs, and he just left. He, he couldn't cope with it. And um, look, the, the reason I went to the... Uh, it was important to try to find someone to, who would talk up what Cameron Serraldo and Phil Gould are doing there, but it's very, very hard to find a football player who is. And Canterbury keep going on about their lack of leaders at the club, but you know, Gus has signed 37 players in three years, and I would have thought he would include some leaders among those players he has signed. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. It, it's been a disappointing season. They've got a tough final game, too, against the Titans on the Gold Coast this afternoon as well. But, um, yeah, um, mm. very difficult year for the club. Buzz, another key story in your What's the Buzz column in the Sunday telly is a story you've written about Lachlan Ilias. Yeah. Run, run us through that. Well, I've got to thank you for your help here because I wasn't on Facebook on Friday night and you noticed that um, Craig Field, former South Sydney, Manly, Balmain, I think, halfback, had got stuck into Lachlan Ilias on uh, Facebook. Said, I've got to get this off the chest. I don't care what uh, people at South think, but number seven's not up to what the coach thinks, etc., etc. And then it became more of a story when I noticed that their legendary halfback, uh, Craig Coleman, liked the comment. Now, I think of all the people you to blame at South this year, I think that my view was to single out one player, probably on $300,000, a young halfback still learning his craft. When you consider the Latrell Mitchell, the Tom Burgess weren't there for the, you know, such a... Um, a big part of the second round, Cody Walker's form dips. Um, I, I just didn't, and, and Brayton Nasser had a bit to say about it. Mm. Um, I rang him, and yeah, it's it's a tough game, isn't it, Bulldog? Because look, I think all South fans are entitled to look back at their recruitment a couple of years ago. And the decision was made to let Adam Reynolds go. Well, um, he's on fire at the Broncos. He's helped Kevin Walters turn them into a super club, and. Yeah, and Lockham, Ilias has had to wear a lot of the blame. Um, Buzz, I'm not a, sure. What do you think? Well, I was just going to say there's a bit of a follow-up to this story. Craig mm. Coleman, who's a good yeah. friend of the show, has gone onto Facebook this morning and, among other things, says if Braith would like to arrange a meeting with his client, that being Lachlan, uh, I would be only too happy to have a chat with him. I hope he can, can, I hope he can turn constructive criticism into a positive and become a yeah. great South halfback because the team really needs one. And that was posted about an hour ago, Buzz. Yeah, no, that's good because, you know what, Tug is a club legend, mm. and I don't like seeing club legends sniping at current players, and whether it was constructive or not, I, I don't like the tone of the message that Craig Field put up there. Mm. Um, but I think it'd be a wonderful thing for Craig Coleman to, to maybe come back into the inner circle at South. I, I don't know if he does anything at the club right now. and I'm not saying he becomes a full-time specialist coach, but I'd like to see him there even as a consultant, like other clubs have for their hearts. And um, He's got a lot of old tricks, Tugger, and he's been around the block many times. And He is a very, very proud old South Sydney Rabbitoh, so maybe that can happen one day and he can get back into the inner circle. Interesting story too in your column today. Buzz Enerall is to consider implementing a complete ban on coaches commenting on referees at their post-match press conferences. Surely not. What do you think of that? Oh, well, I think it's... No. 
I vehemently disagree. I think a coach has a right to discuss it in a reasonable, rational way. I just don't see yeah. why a coach yeah. should be told that he cannot comment on a certain aspect. What's the point of having the press conferences then? What's next? Yeah. Can you be re- I've got a question. Can you be reasonable and rational within 10 to 15 minutes after a game when your season's on the line and there's been a... What I'm trying to say, Dog, is when the match review committee, they've looked at video after video, they've got a better understanding of the incident. Mm. Graham Annesley doesn't do his big speech every week until Monday afternoons, and he's had more than 24 hours to properly look at the incidents. I don't want to gag coaches, but I think, Dog, in some cases, there we have coaches who are often in denial and want to blame the referee or other but things. they've got a right, haven't they, Buzz, to at least bring up what's on their mind. That's why we go to a press conference, to find out what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't worry that um, it gets a bit out of hand now. Well, if, they, if it does get out of hand, well, then they fine them. Fine them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's um, interesting. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good debate because you've got two really smart CEOs there, Dino Mezzatessa and Blake Soley, commenting in support of it. And apparently most of the other clubs were. Maybe they're sick of writing out $10,000 checks and <laughs> to Andrew Abda. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, I listen to people like these two Bulldogs. And, but, look, I'm like, you know, one of my favourite things in rugby league is not just watching Ricky Stewart on the sideline, but watching his facial expressions when he steamed up at a press conference. Mm. And it is part of the theatre of rugby league. But sometimes... Coaches need to be protected from themselves. And look, whether the rule will get through Bulldog, I just don't know. Mm, it's an interesting debate. Hey, Buzz, before we get on your thoughts about today's game and the finals, I know you love your racing. Nature Strip being retired yesterday. And I just got a text from Joe Pride. He's also confirmed that Eduardo has now been retired. Um, he wow. retires 100% sound, finishing on the big stage with another race against Nature Strip. He beat Nature Strip home yesterday. So 8-5 Nature Strip in their head-to-heads. Two wonderful old warriors, wow. Nature Strip and Eduardo. They've given us a lot of memories, Buzz. Oh, haven't they, mate? You know, I don't get to the races all that often, but, uh, you know, you follow the careers of horses like that, don't you? Mm. And, um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful racing machines. Sounds like you and Ray, two old warriors. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I I had a racing story in my column today, and if you don't Mm. mind, I'll just quickly repeat it. it's a beauty. Noel Keller, the, the Queensland jockey, must be a battler, is he, Ray? He's, uh, he's not, but he, he, he doesn't mind well, he's um, a, a dollar. Worker. doesn't mind a dollar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he was working as a barrier attendant at the trials on the Gold Coast on Wednesday, but he does a bit of Uber driving on the side, so he knocks <laughs> off um, he, he knocks off the barrier trial work. And he turns his Uber app on to pick up a fare to Brisbane Airport, takes a p- passenger up there. And he drops him at the airport, pops over to Durnbin and rides the winner of the third day. <laughs> Three earns in one day. <laughs> yeah, that's, how good is that, eh? That's fantastic, yeah. Hey, Buzz, two games to complete this year's home and away series. Gold Coast versus Bulldogs is a 2pm game, but the big one is your Sharkies take on the Raiders at 4.05pm. Yeah, it's a big one to sort out who's going to play who, isn't it, in the uh, in the top eight. Um 
um, if the Sharks win, they play the Roosters. If the Raiders win, they play the Ro- is Roosters. Is that how it works, Bulldog? Or? Uh, yes, that's right, Buzz. Yeah. But look, I think both sides, considering, you know, the Sharks have sort of come good. Braden Trindle's doing a good job. Nico Hines back today. Um, I think they'll want to storm into the finals. They bombed out last year and I've got a feeling they might turn it on today. Obviously, Corey Hallsborough and um, he's out. That's a huge blow with um, Papalihi out of the Raiders' side. So I expect the Sharks to get the money, mate, and I'll be there giving them a cheer. You know it's uh, working media only for the hot pies too, Phil. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Phil's been well, known to uh, get out of his of seat, walk up the grandstand stairs, climb the fence <laughs> and get stuck into the pies. Pushing... Out of the way, working media to put his nose in the trough. Like George in Seinfeld. Correct. Fire. Fire. Yeah, correct. Well, I'll tell you, tell you what, I'm going to go to the Rugby League Rights Association because <laughs> Dino Mesotesta has banned the party pies. Oh, they are no longer there. It shows how long you're, since you've been to the party. Well, there you go. And what we, get, what we get when we walk into the press box is a little bounce and we can take it downstairs, get a chicken burger, chips and a soft drink or whatever you want. So for a party pie, what I'm going to do this afternoon is tap on the door of my good mate, the chairman of Cronulla, Steve Mace, and I'll grab a couple of his I'm sure you'll be hovering around the back of those private suites. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good on you, Buzz. Happy Father's Day to you. Have, have you got a Father's yeah, Day guys. joke before yeah. we go, mate? Mate, I don't have any, really. I'll tell you what's a bit of a joke. Yeah. Not my family did. They all chipped in and they bought me some golf clubs. Mm. So oh, Really? What I'm going to do in the off-season, I'm going to ring you up, Bulldog, and I'm going to do what I lasted 20 years ago and bashed you up on the golf course. So. <laughs> Phil talks the ball when he's on the golf course. <laughs> he'll, he'll, whatever he'll, works he'll, for you. He'll putt and he'll go, turn, turn, left, turn right. <laughs> it's like Phil the ball can't hear you. <laughs> whatever works yeah. for you. Hey, Raymond, could... you'll have to get out and have a swing with us, mate. Oh, well, I'd love to do it. I haven't, I haven't played golf for three years. I've got to test that shoulder out again, so I'd love to do it. Hey, Buzz. Thanks, have, Buzz. Have a great day, mate, and um, we'll talk you next too, week guys. with the NRL finals. See you, mate. Cheers, pal.